Hello friends, welcome back to You Just Run podcast. Uh, today is uh, 2nd July and this is episode number 3. We'll be talking to Mr. Sushil Bhaseen, who at a ripe age of 60, when people are just retiring back um, and lazing away the remaining life, he decided that a couple decades of diabetes, a single kidney by birth, which is also operated upon, and a hair though lack of physical activeness is not going to stand in the way of him changing his lifestyle. From then to progressing to be the first Indian this age category to professionally compete and finish 100k, 100 miles, 200 miles, and 300 miles, Sushil is unstoppable. He brings the same zeal to you uh, with uh, a variety of his businesses, uh, not only in sports, but in IT and several other areas. So he is a man wearing multiple hats. And without further ado, uh, let me welcome Sushil. Sushil, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ashish. So uh, Sushil, it's truly inspirational what you have been able to do. And I, I keep uh, reading some of your Facebook posts and mile after mile, you are just uh, smashing records. So let's get right into it. Uh, I mean, when did you start um, into this whole endurance sports or running at, at what age? I mean, did you start around 60 or earlier? Uh, no, I, I was never an athlete in my life. Uh, just maybe I used to do some 100 meter, 200 meter during my school sports days. And after that, nothing. But uh, in, uh, when I was 62 in 2012, I was uh, visiting USA to my son and he signed for a 10K for him and 5K for me. And I told him I have never run. So he said, no, no, no problem. You just come. Uh, let's go. So I thought he is looking for a company. So we okay. went. It was a short run in uh, San Francisco. And uh, after 300 meters, I had no oxygen left. But then I saw around that there were uh, fat people than me. There were even older people like me. Uh, and everybody was trying run walk. So I started doing run walk. And uh, finally, I completed those five kilometers with great difficulty. That was my first run. So when I came back, I, I thought uh, I, will, I will not do this running, but uh, my son gave me a watch and he says, I'm going to track you. He made a, <laughs> made a account on, uh, uh, on an app and said, uh, I'll keep tracking whether you are doing or you have stopped. So I had the habit of going for walk. So what I did, I started doing some 50 meter after uh, finishing my walk just to complete the run. So that was 50 meter, 100 meter in a day. And that was the maximum. So the first year I kept a target to complete 100 kilometer in a year. And I could not achieve that target and do only 56 kilometers in a year. Okay. <laughs> wow. So 100 kilometers in a year to... 100 kilometers in a day, I mean, that is uh, a long, long journey. And starting at a, uh, as you said, in uh, that right of six, uh, right age of 62, and now you are 70. And I just read, I think you did, uh, you did, or you were planning to do a 500 miler? A I 500 did a 500 miler in February. Wow. So, uh, what what goes on in your head when you are uh, thinking of such high distance uh, runs? Like I'm going to do 500 mileage. How do you mentally prepare yourself for it? And how do you physically prepare yourself for it? And not only that, how do you prepare your family for that, that you would be running out for like a few nights and a few days uh, with some stops and on these treacherous roads across, uh, you know, highways? Uh, what goes on into that preparation? Actually, uh, if I tell you truly, there, there is nothing uh, special planning because I compare this ultra running with the way of life. Like uh, we have a, a life where we keep making our goals. We try to achieve them. We dream something to achieve. We try our efforts to achieve them. And same is with the ultra running. 
sometimes uh, we are in momentum we are doing good and sometimes uh, uh, we have a break for lunch and after lunch we are not feeling uh, to even uh, put a step forward but then uh, we have so what we do uh, just just uh, put up some goal because unless you have a goal you are not motivated and i have been in my life always a self motivated person and that was the reason that uh, i shifted from corporate world to the business world because in business nobody comes to motivate you nobody gives you promotion increments you have to motivate yourself uh, okay. and that is what uh, is needed in the ultra running or even the small running also no de- definitely i mean uh, you really need a lot of self motivation and self discipline and i being an entrepreneur myself i can i can relate to what you are saying that uh, in business also you have to motivate yourself and even if there is obstacle you just need to uh, work towards overcoming it if you really want to achieve something yeah. and if if there is no goal yeah, you kind of slack off so so that's why it seems like you keep uh shifting your goal from 100 miles to 200 miles to 300 miles and there may i ask what's your next next target in terms of the mileage <laughs> before that i i tell you <laughs> that uh, uh why making goal is very important that sure. uh, i said that uh, my first year when i ran my target was 200 km in a year and i could not achieve that so next year i made a target of uh, 200 kilometers uh-huh. is in spite of achieving not achieving 100 i made doubled my target and next year i could reach 150 so if i have a bigger target i reach somewhere if i think of 90% i'll reach 80% if i think of 100% i'll reach 90% so why not think of 110% so reach 100% and first year 100 not completed second year 200 target not completed third year 500 not completed but i kept on increasing my mileage and by third year uh, i was able to do the second year i was able to do half marathon third year i did my first uh, marathon in us uh, california in sacramento uh, yeah. that was my first full marathon uh, i was so happy that i can call myself a marathon though it was yeah. 6 hour and i think 42 minutes or something which i took and um, but uh, i kept on increasing my target and uh, then i increased my target uh, to uh, 1000 km in the fourth year wow. and okay. fourth year was the year when i could achieve my target and with my target of 1000 km i achieved 1600 kilometers so i covered all my backlog wow. <laughs> so target has to be higher if i cannot make a higher target i do not know how much i can do and nobody knows how much i can do so i have to explore i have to see what is there next what i can do so i was going in one ultra event in bangalore uh, called bangalore ultra and first year i did 12 and a half second year i did 25 third year i did 50 so every year i doubled my running there and fourth year i asked them uh, what is your uh, record for in my age category for 75k so the organizer said that we nobody has attempted 75k in your age category <laughs> and i was i was so boosted that i am going to be the first i said okay then i will not do 75 i'll do 100 wow. and i went to 100 uh, i completed that 100 kilometer and uh, i was feeling look one year i could not do 100 kilometer and in one day 24 hours i have done 100 kilometers and that gave me confidence it gives confidence when you achieve something yes you can do it so i kept on increasing well now after doing 500 certainly next target is bigger so uh, few of us are thinking what should be the next uh, 700 800 or straight away 1000 so we are working on it i think 800 will be the next target before we jump on to 1000 and, and uh, then go to uh, in a year or so we go to kashmir to kanyakumari
Wow. So, uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm truly amazed and inspired by, uh, by what you are saying. And going back to setting of targets and trying to achieve it now, what uh, you are saying in a nutshell is if you are thinking or setting targets, think big. If you are dreaming, dream big and try to go for it. But uh, a lot of people actually get demotivated also when they set up targets and uh, every time they are not able to achieve it. So uh, it's truly remarkable that you are taking those uh, not so much failures, but lack of attaining those targets as an extra boost of motivation and saying, oh, I'm only able to achieve 80% this year. I'm going to try and achieve at least 90 or 100% and still increase the target. A lot of people might just think uh, differently. They say, oh, I haven't been able to do 200 kilometers this year. Let me just try for 150 next year and see if I can achieve it. So two different ways of looking at it. But uh, you being the ultra marathoner you are, you are not only increasing the target, but uh, going forward to achieve it. So, so kudos to you. And I think that that is something which our listeners should take that even if you are not able to achieve the target, the, uh, the aim should be to keep working towards it and trying to uh, boost yourself and not just give up. Isn't that right? Yes, you are right. Uh, 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 I, I read somewhere that uh, failure is not, uh, that you have not achieved your target below is when you stop doing uh, your attempts. So we have to keep our attempts uh, and who knows I, I always now say no limit is a limit for me because nobody knows and I also don't know what is the limit, what next I can do. So don't limit yourself. Why you limit yourself? Uh, I, I had many ups and downs in, in business, uh, in, in failures and success. I don't talk, want to talk about that, but I want to give you one small example. Sure. As for any businessman, if I have an order to execute on 31st March, which is the closing of the financial year here, and if I do on 31st, it is my business. If I do it next day on the 1st April, again, it is my business also. It's just one day delay. But because my financial year is ending on 31st March, if I do on 31st March, it becomes a target for next year for me. So I will prefer to do it on 31st so that I increase my target for the next year. It's my business. One day is not going to make any difference to me. But that is what is the way of thinking. Definitely. It's, it's the attitude which counts, how, how you are looking at it and, 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 and truly said, I mean, being able to achieve that, then you are able to increase your target for next year. And that, that kind of motivates you to uh, do even better. And I think um, if at all, just one thing, if listeners can take away from this whole talk would be something like this. And I think that can do wonders to people. So for mere mortals like us and a lot of other listeners, uh, I don't think uh, a lot of people will probably try and say, okay, I'm going to do 800 kilometers next, uh, next year in seven days or something. How, how do people get started? As you said, you started running uh, slowly and things like that, and then started increasing it. But uh, you also had certain medical conditions. So did you have to take special permission from the doctors, get checked up and see if everything is okay? How did you come to know about, like, I'm fascinated even about your kidney when uh, I read that you were born with one kidney, you suddenly discovered it uh, somehow or because yes, um, did that happen? Uh, what happened that uh, uh, in 1993, uh, when I was 43, I shifted to Bangalore from Delhi and okay. started my business here. So when uh, I, I started going, as people say that after, after a certain age, you should go for medical checkup in a year. So I went for medical checkup and uh, they said that uh, you have diabetes. And then I came to, I don't know when it was, when it started, but in 93, they said it is diabetes and my weight was 73 kg and they said it's more. If you can mm -hmm. reduce 10 kg, you can live without medicine. But mm -hmm. I could not reduce my weight. I was not doing anything. And uh, my drawback was that at that time I was suffering from lower back pain and which was hurting me last 20 years. Uh, oh. From Delhi, I brought my back pain to Bangalore 
and it was so severe that even if I sneeze, I have to hold something, otherwise I'll be on the bed for a week. So doctor said, even if money is uh, fallen down, don't bend and pick up. You have to be straight. So wow. you, you cannot bend in any circumstance. And that was the condition. I did some therapies, allopathic, Ayurvedic, and so many, some other therapies, local therapies. Then I went for surgery. Okay. I did my spinal surgery, could not uh, recover from that. I did one more spinal surgery, remove the disc. Whoa. So when it, the, such was the case, I was not able to even walk. So when doctor said, you reduce your weight, I could not. What right. I can do? Uh, then I somehow, another story is that, that I started doing yoga and I got cured from that. And in the meantime, when I was just going for this routine checkup, my doctor said something is there in your in your stomach. I thought uh, I'm fat. He said no, something is there in your stomach. And he asked me to do a stomach scan. And I went to one of my doctor friend. Um, he did a scan. He found nothing, but he said something is there. Let's go for a CT scan. And in CT scan, they found that my right kidney was uh, hydronephrotic. There was a lot of water in this. That kidney has enlarged 10 times of the original size. And it may blast any moment. And then they said, how much time we have? Let's go and see what is the second kidney situation. And they were not able to find that. And doctor said that sometime it happened that both the kidneys can be on one side and maybe it is hidden behind it. So you have to go for a radioactive scan. So I did for that and it confirmed that I have only one kidney. And then I came to know at the age of 43, I had only one kidney since birth. Wow. And the doctor said, there is no time left. We have to repair it immediately. So it was repaired. Now coming to my running, when I started running, I asked my uh, surgeon who did surgery and I asked to ask my diabetologist. They said that you cannot have protein it will affect your kidney and your serum creatinine will go up right. so avoid protein which every athlete says eat protein so for me right. it was a setback that how i will do without protein then they said reduce your liquid don't take too much liquid your kidney will have to work too much right. again in running we need to have a lot of hydration so these yeah. two were the main challenges beside the diabetes. So I had to find with my training, with my experience and with tips from my son who was already increasing his mileage that what should be I doing during my runs, my training. And then I slowly experienced uh, with my body that what suits me, uh, how much I should eat, what I should should eat and what I should drink, how much I should drink during the run. And then I made all my ex experiment on myself and came to a situation that yes, this will suit me and this is suiting me. So based on that, I found that when people talk in general, protein is very good for muscles. You will, you will lose muscles during running. You need protein. Right. I don't need protein. I need, I, Whatever I eat, normal food, and I get protein from that is sufficient for me. So I, I feel that one should always uh, do the trial because everybody is unique and they have certain different uh, way of uh, reacting to the things. So one of the ultra runner had taught me this, that what I should eat long, for long runs, I asked him once and he says, I asked him what you eat. He said, I bring ladoos from my mother, makes me and <laughs> I run with that. Then he said, keep yourself as natural as possible. Be natural with your food. If you give surprise to your body, your body will throw back surprises to you. True, so true. that's why that's why it has been and it is still a, a challenge. Many times my sugar goes down 
and uh, during long runs and then i have to call the crew and tell them that my sugar is going down do i carry something to in my hydration bag to eat for emergency i carry uh, tablets also sugar tablets but still i call them so that i am not left on the road and they come and they take me give me something to eat <laughs> definitely yeah i mean it's it's incredible especially with medical conditions like what you have one has to be extra extra cautious but uh, you are absolutely right i mean everybody uh, and their body is unique and you got to listen to your body it will give you some signals when you are eating when you are running and as long as you listen to your body yeah you can follow general nutritional guidelines but then you have to kind of experiment a little bit on what suits you like when when i used to run marathons i would just carry a couple of bananas in my pocket and some you know kishmish and things like that and i just uh, keep taking every uh, half an hour 45 minutes and and some water that's that's probably about it uh but when you are going for uh 500 kilometers or 500 miles and things like that it's it's a totally different ball game right you have to schedule your lunches your dinners maybe your uh, pit stop your rest stops uh, you are probably taking a little bit of nap you have to right so do you plan everything in advance or you just kind of go along and you have a, a kind of a car crew uh, following you and take care of those things on the fly uh we have a car crew uh, whenever we do uh, means there are other runners we it's it's different event so how many register for that event they right. all are running so crew support is there uh, but uh, on highways uh, there are other different challenges so sure. um, yes the crew plans uh, where we can have our lunch or because we are on highway so we have to just see that where the lunch is available we don't have to uh, plan it in such a way that we will be eating only at this particular time and uh, uh, sometimes we are hungry uh, quickly or we have to see next 10 km nothing is there to eat so we must stop here and eat something before we go further so they keep uh, planning uh, wherever um, it is for me to plan i i feel that i go with a blank mind i don't plan much for long runs because um, planning doesn't work that way for example if uh, if i i i take my breakfast and after breakfast or after lunch when my sugar spike and mm-hmm. and whenever sugar goes up i feel sleepy and at that time if i am i'm on highway and i'm not uh, fully alert it may become another problem for me so i have to see what i can do whether i should continue for one hour and take some rest or sun is very hot it's better to take a 30 minutes 15 minutes nap get fresh and then continue further so we keep changing we keep tweaking our our own planning Right. Uh, similarly for for the gears and other things but then uh, endurance sports and endurance run is not only about running we have sunburns we have oh, chafing we have uh, uh, so many things uh, uh, legs go, starts uh, after sunburn they start itching you need some kind of lotion to apply on them you need the vaseline to apply your parts for avoid chafing after 3 4 days i i have i have a very good body i never got blistered but in long runs i started getting blister after 3 4 days so we have to do some blister management we have to do our shoe management rotate the shoes rotate our shorts so those are the small things uh, we plan not any big planning and That's keep right. on tweaking our small planning as we go further right and and uh, yeah the, i i can see i mean ultra ultra running is a totally different ball game and uh, as you said it's not only physical it's a lot mental also uh, you really need to be uh, almost steel willed to be able to do something like that so heads off to you uh, for doing that at this age and inspiring um, so many people i just read uh, about a, a silver surfer award you just got uh, talk to us a little bit about that yes uh, there is a company here uh, which works with the senior citizens and uh, uh, especially tells them that 
you are not written off you are still alive you should be doing some activities and when they came to know they, they had few categories and in the sport category uh, they had some nominations somebody uh, nominated me also and after going through my profile uh, i was the winner of that uh, award so the, that's the, that's the company which works especially uh, with the senior citizens okay that that is awesome and you got it from a olympian so that must have been uh, very nice so yeah nisha millet the olympian and swimming yes uh, famous olympian from bangalore and uh, very nice very humble uh, lady just just like you sir that that is so great uh, a lot of people in this uh, corona virus times are uh, saying oh we can't go out and we can't exercise and uh, always people have some excuses uh, for not being able to exercise and then i was just reading through and you did 1000 kilometers running in 4 weeks four ultras on four weekends so what was uh, that like and how recently did you do it uh, there are there are two reasons number one uh, we were under lockdown so we had not much other activities to do so normal tendencies eat and sleep relax but um, i have to control my diabetes so physical sure. activity is the best which works much better than the medicine so i thought let me remain active and i uh, encouraged my running fraternity also and organized some virtual events that let's do this virtual event let's do a marathon let's do an ultra let's do 24 hours ultra uh, on a weekend and then we did a family ultra as well where we said involve your family whether there are 2 km 5 km and do a complete family cumulative run so like that try to remain active and because uh, we had enough time extra time so we could do more so i have been doing in my house from one room to other room a lot of people thought it's not possible to run inside and people ran inside and they they were amazed that they can run inside the house so they don't have excuse that it's raining outside or it's very sunny outside still right. if they want to do they are, they can do it it it's just the the willingness i think it's uh, you have to uh, you have to think about it and just take one step at a time but you have to take that step uh, that's yes. that's really the the crux of it uh, so the uh, coming to that i mean organizing events and things like that uh, with basin sports uh, seems like you are doing a lot of organizing of these uh, marathons and ultra marathons uh, so uh, can you tell us a little bit about basin sports what you have been doing and how you got started into actually organizing from just being a runner uh, as i told in the beginning that there was one bangalore ultra event used to happen once in a year in bangalore and that that right. is the first ultra running event in in india and there was the only ultra event in bangalore and when we want to run more where to go how to run more so i talked to some of my uh, friends who wanted to do long run that uh, why not we do our own long run and uh, we five of us decided that we will do a long run of 100 km on weekend and the, it will be self supported run and we will share whatever the cost is and we will do it on contributory basis from one friend to other friend he said my friend also want to come and my friend also want to come we, from 5 we became 10 and 10 to 20 and then i said it will become very difficult for us if we so many people run how to manage then right uh, then they said okay then i i went to one doctor and asked him can he help he says he had shifted from australia india and he says i have i also want to run i said give me ambulance then give me ambulance support from your hospital right. he agreed and uh, like that and then slowly slowly by that time it date came uh, we became 45 people to run 100 km girls wow. and boys and we ran uh, 100 km we, we started from bangalore went to hosur came back and next day morning when we finished 
there were many, many people who had first time done 100 kilometers and they were very happy and we contributed towards medals and other things. Then we kept on thinking that we should have more events. I also wanted to run. Let's have more running events. So we decided to have our contributory event on little larger scale. So instead of 40, we became 80, we became 100. So last ultra event when we did, we had 900 plus people. And uh, when there was a time then I was running ultra event in the beginning, there were hardly used to be 20, 25 ultra runners. And now when I am organizing, there are 300 plus ultra runners participating. And many of the people who have come, I give them chance to complete even if they have they are out of cut off time we wait for them to complete because that sense of completion and achievement makes him happy and confident for doing it even in lesser time next time and like that we have created a lot of good ultra runners from our events and who have started with us and they have gone up to representing india in our events so wow. it gives us happiness Second thing we wanted, this ultra running is a, a small population and there are no sponsors. They sponsor only 5k, 10 where thousands of people are running and they can make business sense. So sure. we have to do at, at such a nominal cost that people are not, uh, because when somebody is, we are organizing even for three days, we have a lot of logistics to cover in three days, food, sure. everything and volunteers. So the cost is more, but we want to keep it as such a minimum cost that it covers only, uh, only a cost and nothing else. We don't because it's enthusiasm, it's a passion. I want to do it and create more ultra runners. So we started this, and uh, we are happy that we have created a lot of ultra runners and people are interested uh, doing ultra runs, and we are giving them opportunity, many opportunity to do ultra runs. Uh, our latest uh, virtual ultra run also we have started just yesterday on 1st of July. Okay. And uh, it is, we have only two categories, 500 miler and 1000 miler. And there are people who are so much enthusiastic. One person who is doing 100 miler, he has a physio, he has uh, his pacer, he pacers and he has uh, his own team of uh, nutrition and hydration to support him he wants to finish 100 uh, 1000 miler in 23 days similarly there are people targeting 500 miler in 10 days 11 days like that so i'm giving them a chance an opportunity to do it and that gives them the confidence and builds their uh, endurance level in the body as well as in the mind yes yes Definitely. i can do it. I can do it. So they can always go and do even more than that. So just to encourage people, encourage more ultra running. And uh, because of this, uh, first time the ultra running championship was to be held in July in Bangalore, uh, which was held uh, uh, other countries. But because of this Corona, it has been postponed. But certainly we will see these events coming to India and it will encourage more and more uh, ultra runners definitely i can see in last uh, last decade uh, india has uh, gone way up higher in terms of the people who are running and even uh, ultra running and kudos to people like you for pioneering some of these things and helping other fellow runners that's how uh, we also got into the timing uh, technology basically when we were running we were like okay there aren't enough people providing support logistically for all these uh, marathons and half marathons, which were mushrooming all over India. But like if we can uh, somehow support that, then why not? Let's just do that. And there is, there is nothing more beautiful than being amongst a large group of runners who are running and who have these bright smiles on their faces when they are finishing their targets. So that, that energy is just uh, contagious, I think. And you, you can derive a lot of energy and enthusiasm from that for sure. Uh, one of the things I, I read uh, about was a gate analysis from a perfect bounce team. Uh, you talked about that in one of your FB posts. So tell us a little bit about that because I have heard about that, but I don't think a lot of runners are aware of uh, what it is and what it can do for you as a runner. Uh, 
certainly uh, if as i said that we should explore ourselves so we should explore our body also uh, what we are doing and whether in any area we are doing anything wrong which is hurting us so i had um, gone to this perfect bounce which is headed by dr richa singh uh, she is uh, one of the best uh, dry needle physio in india and she has been teaching this uh, therapy all over the world in other countries as well and uh, i found i i never thought that this is there but they said when i am running even on my left leg my left hip goes down and on my right leg also my left his hip goes down which is not correct so these kind of minor things we cannot see by naked eye yes they but when we are repeating that mistake again and again and again after some time it creates some disbalance in our body and i was feeling only the disbalance i was not knowing the cause and disbalance was that my right leg right calf was becoming more stiff compared to the left and uh, in the initial time when i was running i used to get uh, in my right leg uh, it band problem so oh, yeah. then i found that yes uh, there is there is something so those who are really uh, serious they must go those who are not serious once a while they can just get the things checked and see that is there any disbalance now when i go on the road and and do my training or even in the run and when i see people some people are uh, clutching in front some people are putting more pressure on one feet uh, like that so i train on a 700 meter loop near my house so i was doing only anti clockwise uh, if i am doing up to one hour and then every one hour i will change my direction if i am doing longer now i have started doing it a criss cross sometime i do in in a direction like 8 uh, okay. because that that loop has a cut in between so i'll go like this i'll come like like this so this has helped me i found, after right. i found that i am putting one, more pressure on one leg i'm right. trying to balance it so yes uh, if if we know it is basically to know yourself true true so definitely i mean if you have uh, some higher goals then uh, even a little tweak here and there can definitely help uh, but for uh, like casual runners uh, they should just listen to their body and if there are some little aches or pains or next year or there they should try and adjust and not just push the body and then get injured uh, in a big way i think that's that's probably the take away right here i would say that uh, this almost every runner says listen to body and right. i can say majority of runners don't listen to body <laughs> <laughs> so true <laughs> what happens that uh, the niggles originate from different place but their symptoms are some other place mm. i have if i have cramp in my stomach it is because of some reason anything happening in my body has somewhere some root cause which is causing the problem so sure. one of the ultra run when i was doing uh, at that time at 30 km i got it band and i asked one volunteer a medical volunteer uh, to help me and he taught me one stretch at that time which reduced my uh, pain he said if you do this regularly you you not get it band and i started doing that and after that i have never got it band problem and i used okay. to get it band in half marathon in uh, full marathon up to that distance i used to get now even any long run i'm not getting it so i i learned uh, that yes something is there and same thing is the principle of yoga it says that if i am doing an any any particular stretch i have to do the counter stretch also otherwise disbalance will occur in the body if i am doing one exercise on one feet i must do on the second feet also if i have a pain only in my 
for example, I, I had I got planter after my 500 mala. Okay. And I did not do exercise only on one feet because I have planter in one feet. I'm doing the same exercise in both the feet. So I did that so that there should not be a disbalance in the body. This is what we every person's body gives symptom. True. True. But we just see the symptom. We don't try to go to root cause because we don't listen to ourselves and get uh, into problem. Yeah, so, we can get into problems. So you are right. I mean, we have to uh, go to the root cause, and that is a very, uh, very correct uh, thing you said. And even I don't realize, I did not realize it till now that even if you have a problem on one side, you have to give equal exercise on both the sides to keep the balance. What the yoga's principle is, uh, you know, exercise and the counter exercise on on both sides. So, so that's really a very, very helpful uh, hint there. Uh, I saw the um, post about eat and run from Scott Jurek. Uh, so tell us a little bit about that book and any other uh, books uh, aspirational runners should be reading. Uh, because my uh, running uh, inspiration came from my son. So when uh, I was visiting once to him, uh, he gave me uh, a e-version of uh, uh, book, uh, Eat and Run. And then one day he sent me a mail when I was back in India that Scott Zurich is coming to India. And he, I, I have read this and the, you may register. So I registered for that session to meet him. And uh, there he was uh, giving his book as well with sign. So I went to that session, uh, talked to him. It was a short only uh, say 50 plus runners were there and uh, i told him that i'm going to run my first 50 kilometer my first ultra and uh, just give me some advice how can i do it and he wrote on that book and he told me also dig deep and and when i did that 50 kilometer at 20 kilometer i got my right leg IT band. At 30 kilometer, I got left leg IT band. I just remembered those words, dig deep. I kept on going, 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 going with two limping legs. And I completed with two IT band that 50 kilometer. And that why, uh, when, I, when I saw him and I saw him that such a legend is so humble person and uh, he can take photo with anybody. He can talk to anybody. Uh, he's not showing any attitude. I said runners uh, become humble when they long, uh, run long distances. So, and that has proved, I have seen a lot of ultra runners, they become so humble because, for example, I see some people do smaller runs. I, I don't say how many kilometers, but they'll write done and dusted, which is a different attitude. And right. when I finish... I finished 500 miler and my post was I completed. Right. So this, this way, uh, when I, I met him, I found that he's a humble person and let me continue my journey to the ultra running uh, to become more humble, uh, humble in myself. And uh, then I have read other books. I read Born to Run. Uh, I wanted to do triathlon, so I ran Iron War. I have run recently when I started doing ultra running. I, I read uh, uh, Mr. Kuhn, um, Mr. Impo cool Impossible. And uh, I also read uh, Jason Coop, uh, ultra running book. So I've done, re read some books and I always get some tips from them. And I see what other people are doing because uh, it's not that uh, everything we have to experiment uh, from others' experience. Also, we learn a lot of things. What others def uh, definitely, did. definitely. I think books and such talks can really, really help uh, others. And also, uh, we can always learn. And I that's why I keep listening to all these uh, audio books and also try to read some of these books. Born to Run was uh, one fascinating book I I read a long, long, long time ago. And I did try a little bit of barefoot running after that. 
but on roads of indore i had to quickly give up after getting a few bruises <laughs> so <laughs> this is another thing uh, i like I, I will like to do barefoot running but diabetes doesn't allow me to barefoot even in the home i have to be always covered with my feet so i i never go barefoot outside right you can try vibrams the five finger shoe yeah. vibram i have that and that feels almost like uh, barefoot running but your uh, foot sole is at least protected so sometimes i do wear my vibrams and just just run or sometimes i go and people will look uh, saying what is that weird stuff you are you have on your uh, feet <laughs> but yeah that is closest to the barefoot running so i mean time is uh, just passing by as i said i mean when we talk to legends like you uh, the conversation just uh, keeps going and going and i it's almost like we are 45 plus minute into this conversation and i think uh, we will come back to you after maybe 50 episodes or something for more advice but uh, just wanted to see if you have any parting words for people who want to just start running and they are afraid they haven't run any time they are sitting on the couch they might have a medical condition or they are just they feel they are overweight what do you tell such people how should they start running and how should they motivate themselves uh, very simple things um, first thing is that whatever we enjoy we never feel bored so try to enjoy the things try to enjoy the run if you are starting don't uh, push yourself to become fast runner or long distance runner just start enjoying your runs how how much it is and once you start enjoying you can keep increasing it and it will give you joy start line as soon as you start the run is gone finish line you have not seen it will come but what you are doing every feet every breath that is what is the journey and that you should be enjoying and that is the that is the secret of the life also to remain happy that what you are doing that moment you keep enjoying so this is one thing and when you keep enjoying and keep doing it every day it becomes habit and when it becomes habit even if you don't want sometime i feel okay uh, today i may not go for run then i'll put on my shoes okay let me go have a one kilometer walk and come back and after half an kilometer i am running so just go out just put on your shoes uh, take around your mood changes somewhere i had read that uh, some us runner has written that when you want to quit tell yourself i'll quit after one mile and after one mile your thoughts are gone things have changed we were talking in between about the mental state in ultra running and that is the third thing that make your mind stronger mind i had once written also that what mind believes body achieves your body supports okay. you but you have to your mind has to tell the body to do certain things and like we talked about that book uh, born to run in that he has said that the mind is the most laziest part in our body always tells us to, to relax and take rest but mind is what when you can do which is like in in our mythology the 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 very important book which i feel is the best book in the world is gita which tells you same thing control your mind your mind should be very very uh controlled way in all circumstances whether you are sad or happy whether in ultra running sometime you have pain sometime you are happy you are in momentum next moment you you are down so keep your mind in such a way that it pushes you through that and when you cross that phase again you are up and again you are running and again you are going so mind is very very important keep motivating yourself keep making your mind with positive energy more positive energy more your mind will be stronger and more it will help you to achieve the things and it's it's way of life it
so you were just talking about the the way of mind and how it works yes so uh, very th- simple three things if you are a starter make it a habit and for making habit do it every day whatever sure. even if you are doing 100 meter 50 meter do it every day if you do it every day it becomes habit once it becomes habit start enjoying it don't take it as a burden that this is my routine i have to do it just enjoy it when you start enjoying you don't feel bored and you can do for as much time as you wish and keep your mind occupied with only the positive energy make your friendship with those people who give you positive energy and sometimes we will talk about the energy that how we get energy in our body and how because i don't eat uh, protein i don't eat uh, other things but still i get a lot of energy because the positive energy brings a lot of energy in the body which is much more efficient than normal energy so keep your mind in positive frame it will give you so much energy to do the things which we have never thought and once i have attended a workshop and i like that uh, idea and i did those workshop for my people and my friends and uh, it was again from a uh, person from usa who came here and conducted that you are bigger than what you think you think you can do only this much no you can do much much more know yourself you have to put your mind to it. these are great advices and I, um, if i may add i think a lot of runners what they do early on is they get into this kind of competition mode or setting uh, some goals so i have to do this or this guy has done this can i do this and that is a trap i think they shouldn't try to fall in otherwise they will either injure themselves or they will become uh, discouraged or demotivated very soon because all these long distance running is all about yourself just trying to be better than what you were maybe a day ago but not being better than anybody else if you have that attitude then i think you can continue and you can actually enjoy otherwise yeah. it becomes a burden on your mind yes yes right so thank you sushil so much for uh, spending some time with us and i'm sure our audience would love to hear and we might have some follow up questions or comments later on so we will uh, get back to you if we have such and all the best for your future endeavors you have personally encouraged me to put on my shoes so i'm going to go out and run after i finish this podcast thank you so much and have a great night thank you ashish it was nice talking to you and any any time any question any clarification any person ask i am ready to answer them all right great thank you so much sir thank you bye